Welcome to Carney Pie. Oh, it's been a while, but we're back. We're here. Oh wait, time doesn't exist, but we're back. How do I do that? I have no idea. But we're back here. It is a beautiful day in the middle of the middle of the country. Kearney, Nebraska, a place we all love. You all are looking at me silently wondering, should I say something? I don't know, but this is wonderful. Brett. Yes. You're here. It is wonderful. I'm here. This is wonderful. And to my left, let's talk about that. To my left is Michael Freitag. Am I saying that right? You got it correct. Okay. Michael Freitag is to my left. And Mike, Michael, do you remember who is to your left? This is a game we play. Her name is Avery. Avery. Avery Streeter is to the left. Is that right, Avery? Yes, that is correct. Okay, wonderful. Avery Streeter. Now, this is a big, important question. Who's to your left? That's a cheat. Um, <laughs> no, you go over there. <laughs> I believe his name is Dylan Nelson. Dylan Nelson. Dylan, welcome. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Dylan. I don't like these games. You don't like those games? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I just like Okay, uh, so now this is important. Who is to your left? Brett. Brett. Brett ends. Brett ends. Brett ends. Brett ends is to my left. Well, we're all here. This is great. Now I have a very important question for you for us to reflect on, okay? So you're in elementary school, okay, and you're out at the playground, and it's a, it's, let's say it's a not a cold day. What are you doing? What's your game, Michael? What are you playing? What's out there? Elementary school? Probably, elementary school. Probably on the jungle gyms. Jungle gyms. Or oh. the, the monkey bars. The monkey bars running around on those. Did you ever break your arm on a monkey bar? No, I did fall off and still have a scar right above the eye here. Oh, it's it, it's uh, not noticeable. No, it's pretty small, but it it did happen. Do I you remember? <laughs> do you remember the day that you mastered the monkey bars? I feel like that's a very like that monumental time. I don't recall no. that. No. All right. Well, that's good, Avery. What about you? I was a big swing girl. I was always on the swings. I will say I did do the um, jungle gym and the monkey bars, but I was like, I like the swings. I like to do the um, underdogs. Oh, the underdogs. And yes. the, your friends did the underdogs and then you jumped off. Yes. I actually had a, um, there was actually a teacher or he was like a para type that we had who would do underdogs for all of us kids when we were younger. And so we'd always call his name over. What was his he'd name? he'd be running around. You don't remember? His name was Para. <laughs> I don't remember what his name Teacher. was. That was I was like elementary, elementary, but he was, was he nice? Yes, he was my favorite, and he gave us all the best underdogs in the world. That's so cool. So if he listens to this, I'm sorry, but <laughs> good underdogs. Yes, it was. They were awesome. All right, Dylan. What about you? What are you doing? The merry-go-round. The merry-go-round, just a straight. Oh, now, now the little the death trap merry-go-round that just is like this metal shard of thing like and just spins. That spins and the guys spin it really, really fast. Yeah. So actually, I have a memory because I remember Let's one of my, class, my, my classmates. His name was Cameron Gross. And Cameron, if you listen, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> I remember that they, the teacher had spun it so fast that he was he went to go like grab it and he grabbed it. And his feet were parallel to the ground like as they were spinning it around. <laughs> and I just remember him like holding on for your life. <laughs> so you have this visual of him swinging around with his legs in the air, like no, like yep, parallel to the ground. Yep. Oh wow! And it was like one of my favorite memories. And like it, to this day, I still like. I'm like, this was. It was hilarious. I, mean, I was like, I've never seen a child do that before, <laughs> and I was a child. So well, there we go. Okay, and Brett, what about you? I was always the one. I didn't. I was racing. I was always racing. I wanted to be the fastest. Oh, so I was like, yeah. Dylan, I'm going to challenge you. Let's go for a race. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and that's what I was doing, running back and forth, or the. I remember fondly the monkey bars. I was a gymnast, so I was always oh. trying to flip off of them and, you know, 
knock the wind out of you many times so doing Brett, that. Were you like throwing down with the boys? Yeah. You were yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you. Yep. Yep. First to the door now, yep. and then you get like a head start, and then they lose to a girl, and you're inevitably mad. Yeah, but I never needed a head start because I was always the fastest. <laughs> did you appropriately tell them when to start, or did you just start running? <laughs> oh, no, it was a like go ready, set, okay. go. And oh. if you cheated, you, nobody cheats. I don't cheat. Good. Don't cheat. <clears throat> no. I um I played Foursquare. That was my game. Oh, I forgot about oh, Foursquare. Everybody forgets about Foursquare, yes. except me, because it's phenomenal. And I haven't played it forever, and it's super fun. I would be an adult Foursquare league if they had one. Oh, my God, I would like, so do that. What were the names of the different things? There was, like, treetops, and then you could do, like, a spin version with the ball. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I forgot about Is this about a core memory things? that I'm... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. This is a core... Well, they should bring that to a community Olympics. We should. Yes. Yeah, we should Foursquare. A Foursquare Avery. team. Avery, when well, we open the new edition, we're oh, going to have no, a Foursquare. No, 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 nobody knows you yet, but we'll get there. We'll do that. I, I think it'd be fun. Okay. Um, so we'll start here. We've learned a little bit about each other. Now we need to all come to an agreement. We all need to agree. Um, do we all love Carney? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right. So we that's love Carney. That's good because that's what this is all about is learning a little bit about more about Carney and the people that inhabit Carney. And we have Michael Freitag here. And Michael, you are from the Upper Room Brewery. Is that right? That is correct. All right. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Holdridge. Nebraska? Nebraska. It's the only holders I'm aware of. Uh, there's one in Sweden because every time I have an office in Holdridge, every time I try and go to Holdridge, it wants to, me to go to Sweden. Oh, really? It, oh. It's true. Well, which would make sense because there's Swedish days in Holdridge. Oh. oh. It's coming up this weekend. <laughs> I think that's probably one of my favorite oh. podcasts when everyone goes like, oh. oh. Everything's coming together. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. so you grew up in Holdridge. Um, yep. Were you born there? I was. Okay. I was born in Holdridge, live in the same house. 18 years. Nice. I went off to college. Oh, where'd you go to college? Doan. Doan. Crete, Nebraska. Go is, Tigers. Is that a wet campus? <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you went to Doan. What did you major in when you went to Doan? I actually majored in religious studies and a minor in philosophy. Oh, well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so is it like a theology degree or is it something else? It was, no, it was... Uh, like master of or not master but uh bachelor of arts in oh and so your major okay religious studies in philosophy did they was it a full philosophy major no just a minor in philosophy minor in philosophy fantastic and then what did you do after that then i actually went down to dallas and was down there for seven years i did seminary down there um my thought was to do pastoral work um but that didn't plan pan out as I had planned, so I ended up doing hospital chaplaincy for two years after seminary in Dallas. So you were a chaplain in a hospital. Yeah. So level you two saw trauma center. Wow. Oh wow! So yep. you saw a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you were with some people at some very dark times. Yeah. Yeah. And good times. And yeah, that too. And so two years of that mm-hmm. is that where you uh, you mentioned uh, your wife Amy. Yep. Is that where you met her or? Yep. So we met when we were in Dallas. We were going to the same church down there and um, just were good friends to begin with and then started dating and eventually asked her to marry me. Okay. (laughs) So you're in Dallas now. You got uh, a lot of freeways, um, good food, uh, pretty good weather most of the time. Um, What makes you come back and what makes you come back to Kearney? Well, I had always wanted to be back in Nebraska. Like, it's the good life. Right. So I wanted to be where it was good. Um, and I told Amy, 
even when we were dating, that was my intention was to be back in Nebraska at some point. Where's Amy from, if you can speak to that? Um, mostly Texas. She grew up uh, somewhat overseas as well. Her dad was in the oil business, so mm. they every kind of four years jumped around. Right. Um, but always landed back in Houston area. Um, so, yeah, took maybe a little convincing twisting of the arm to get her to move to Nebraska. So what year is this when you're trying to say – uh, forget about Texas. Uh, let's go up north. Um, this would have been probably right around 2010, 2011. Okay. So I'm trying to think of football Texas hate at that time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so real. It was I, real? I made it to the Big 12 championship game when we played Texas at the oh, wow. uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. This is the famous one second on the clock yep. game. Yep. We're talking about Huskers? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, well, you know what? You and I are the I'm same. I'm so thing. sorry. Everything comes not, back to the Huskers. I, yeah. I'm not very sportical, so it's no, fine. Well, I, I'm just thinking of the, the, you know, the challenges of getting somebody from Texas to move to Nebraska after, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, she wasn't a Texas oh, okay. fan. Like, oh. she went to Texas Tech. Um, which is, you know, yeah. still better than Texas. Um, <laughs> so, that, yeah. So we were pretty well on the same page as well as, as far as uh, football was concerned. There was, you know, when Nebraska played Texas Tech, some, some in-house rivalry. rivalry. Sure. But, um, so, okay, so is it just you two? Uh, we've got two kids, Aiden and Aaron. Two kids, Aiden and Aaron. But now when you're in Texas, is it just you two? Uh, Aiden was born in Aiden Texas. Aiden was born. So yeah. how old was Aiden when you decided to drive up to Nebraska in a U-Haul? He was one year. One-year-old baby. Yep. Coming back to Nebraska, I assume you visited? Oh, yeah. You got yep. family up here? Yep. Family's oh. still in Holdridge. You're still so, in Holdridge. Yep. Same house you grew up in? Same house. Oh, wow. That's, a, they that's neat. They did put a new addition on it, but it's we'll still the same. That. Is your yep. room still the same as it was? <laughs> well, <laughs> almost. My dad took it over, and it's now kind of his office hobby area. But yeah, and you'll allow that, I assume. At, at this point, yeah, you're not. <laughs> I'm good with you're it. You're not still paying rent or anything. No. Okay. Wonderful. So you come up here to Nebraska in around 2012. 2011. 2011. Okay. <laughs> um, so your son is 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 it your son? Yep. Your son is one year old. You come up here. Uh, what do you do for work when you get up here? What do you do? I was a hospice chaplain for eight years here in Kearney. Um, yeah, that was really the, the ticket up here was uh, my time at the hospital in Dallas was running out. And so, um, again, wanted to be back in Nebraska. So I found uh, an opportunity here in Kearney with a Sarah Care Hospice. And um, that's what I did. Oh, wonderful. So you uh, did that for eight years? Yep. And um, did you, what was it like coming back to Kearney after being away for a while? What do you realize? Um, it was, yeah, it was different. I think part, partly coming, well, being from Holdridge would spend weekends in Kearney, you know, going to the movie, going out mm -hmm. to eat kind of stuff, but never really got to know the city of Kearney, uh, during that time. Um, and so coming back, it was like, wow, this is a little bigger than I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, everything's kind of where it used to be, but I'm not quite sure about directions and roads anymore um but uh did you find that you changed maybe a little bit yeah i would say that would be the biggest thing um myself i think being in dallas you know big metroplex area um it's easy to kind of hide yourself in the crowd 
Um, and I think you can do that somewhat here in Kearney as well, but it was a lot easier in Dallas to, um, yeah. Just yeah, there's pros and cons to that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, because, you know, you don't know anyone. But they don't know you, so that's fine too. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and here, in 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 places much smaller like Holdridge, uh, you are going to go to the grocery store and see five people you know. Oh yeah. And there's yeah. yeah. So that that's a difference in Carney. So what did you enjoy about coming back to Carney? Um, I think the that smaller community. I think Carney. Um, you know, being what thirty five thousand people. Um, yeah. Still I, a good sized town mm-hmm. um small city if you will but has a lot of those bigger city amenities good restaurants good shopping um stuff of that nature uh, but still small enough to kind of have that hometown feel somewhat similar to what i had in holdridge growing right. up um so kind of best of both worlds oh um, awesome okay so now um let's lead you up into what you do so uh, you come here, you did uh, with uh, Sarah Care Hospice, and you did that for eight years, so that gets us to about 2020? Yep, yep, 2020. And so. then what do you decide to do in around that time? I decided to, on a whim, <laughs> <laughs> open my own brewery. Okay, so you went from hospice care uh, and, and, and helping people through that process to mm-hmm. opening a brewery. Yeah. Uh, what was the inspiration? Have you always wanted to do that? No, Um I started homebrewing when, shortly after we moved up here, um, I don't recall what the impetus was, but I remember coming back to Amy and saying, I think it'd be fun to brew beer at some point just to try it out at home. Um, And so she got me a little kit to do on the stovetop and extract brewing at that point. Did that for maybe a year, and I knew I wanted to move on to all-grain brewing and so I did that up until opening the brewery. Um, but just fell in love with the process, the creativity, the science behind it all. What did you fall in love with about the process? Because to me, it's, uh, you know, it sits there a while. Mm-hmm. You make some mold and then the, <laughs> the bubbles go. And then um, it makes something that's that's delicious, but it takes a long time. And it's slow. And it's kind of a chemical-y, scientific-y process, right? What right. did you love about it? Um, I'd say overall enjoyed being able to share something that I had created with family and friends. You know, I'd, when the beer was ready, I'd bottle it up and send six packs to my family or, you know, have friends over or send six packs home, home with them. And I get that. that. That's like the thing you do. There's a lot of people who do that, right? But at what point does somebody say to you, you know what? You could do this on the regular. Like, like, is there one person's approval that you got that you were like, okay, I can actually do this? Or was it just like a series of people doing that? Um, it was, yeah, series. But then, like you said, one person in particular uh, really planted the seed, I think, unbeknownst to him. Mm. But... Um, and you don't have to name them, but uh, what was your relationship with that person in your life at the time? Uh, just acquaintance. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was through the homebrew competition here in town during the uh, county fair. I had submitted three beers to the competition, and all three beers made it to the final mm. round. And one beer in particular uh, was picked out as best in show. And so... Um, 
Trevor from Thunderhead so that he would brew that on his system and sell it through his tap room. Oh, wow. Like a half batch on his system. And so I got to spend the day with him brewing my beer Mm -hmm. and then being able to see it, you know, come out of the tap. I got to thinking, well, if he's willing to do that on one of my beers, maybe I could make a, a go of it myself. And that was really kind of the seed that was planted. Sure, yeah. because, he, I mean, he's successful in that. And so if he says that this is good, then you have right. to say that this is good, right? Right. And um, so you start that in, what, 2019? Yeah, that would have been summer of 2019 was, um, yeah, when the competition was. And so the seed started growing. And even a little before that time, but I was with hospice driving all over central Nebraska to see patients and families. And so I'd listen to podcasts on brewing, um, thinking about what I was going to brew next or how to tweak the last recipe. So Michael, it it sounds to me like you got fixated on something. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Pretty. Yeah. That'd be one way to describe it. Like a little like, okay, I really need to do this. And maybe with your background, maybe you felt a little like you were being, and I used the religious term called, Maybe yeah. I'd, yeah, I mean, I'd go did that. you feel yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Like you felt like, oh, well, I'm. This is my vocation. This is what I'm supposed to do. Do you do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely now. Um, yeah, you know that. Even though running a brewery is definitely hard work. Sure. I don't always feel like it's work. You know, right. That old saying: find something you love, you do. Or you don't work a day in your life. And so I, I feel like I've reached that at this point. Um, so, so yeah. can I ask, is this what you do full-time now? like, Or do you still do the hospice no, care? No, this is my full-time job, gig, whatever you want to call it. So. Job? Job. Job. <laughs> I don't know. Career? Career, yeah. Calling? Yeah. Vocation? Calling. Vocation. Calling. Yeah. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now what do you do? What's the name of your thing? I said Upper Room Brewery. Is that right? That is correct, Upper Room Brewery. Um, there is no actual Upper Room. Uh, we get people that walk in all the time. Like, is there an upstairs? Is there? <laughs> like, no, it's it's one level. Um, so the upper room comes from scripture sure. where Jesus oh. had the last meal with his disciples in the upper room. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were when I was thinking about opening a brewery, I wanted to bring in my uh, you know religious studies background, seminary background, hospice background, and um, Kind of have a faith-based brewery, um, so that's where Upper Room Do you stems ha- from. Have you run into anybody who who would view that as kind of a contradiction in I terms? I was just going to ask that. Okay. I've always been fascinated by that yeah. too. Yes. Um, I think since we've been open, maybe one or two people have asked me about that or kind of challenged me on that, but. Uh, but they were at the brewery, right? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean. No, I just, I'm, I'm just curious. Right? And with yeah. your background, I think you'd be open to, you know, ex- you know, talking about what the distinction is in, and if there is one uh, between the religious side of things and alcohol. And maybe it's just, you know, hey, God made this. It does this. Let's uh, enjoy it. I mean, that is that. Yeah, that's I don't, definitely a piece of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't see anywhere in Scripture where God says don't drink. Right. It's don't get drunk. Right. Um, but, you know, there's wine that gladdens the heart. And um, St. Paul tells Timothy, you know, if your stomach hurts, have a little wa- or glass of wine to soothe the stomach. So um, obviously I'm not making wine. I'm doing beer. But right. 
I think similar. same thing applies. Right. I, I always think of a quote from Chesterton where he says, um, we can thank God for beer and burgundy by not drinking too much of it. Yeah. I always think that's a, a great thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so you start Upper Room Brewery and how long have you been open? We have been open, uh, what is it, a little over two and a half years now. We cool. celebrated our second anniversary back in January. And are you open seven days a week, six days a week? Six. We're closed on Sundays. Closed on Sundays. And do you have any sort of uh, events or anything like that or anything that you're planning? Oh, yeah. Um, we, let's see, we do bingo pretty regularly, just regular bingo um, at least once a month. Uh, music bingo, it's been a pretty good hit for us. Uh, we've got trivia with the Ask a Nebraskan. Um, once a month. Love that. Uh, yeah. What's music bingo? So it's like regular bingo, but with music. Um, <laughs> is it like musical chairs? Like you? Tr- no, you've got your bingo card and your little free space in the middle. But um, we typically will have a playlist of, I don't know, 50 to 60 songs, usually by some sort of genre. Like we had one on Wednesday that was Divas Night, so it was just all Divas, Celine Dion, oh, Tina Turner, okay. Whitney Houston, oh, yeah. um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we'll play like a snippet of the song. and if it's So name that tune with bingo. Kind of, but it's a lot of stuff like you're going to know. So it's not it's okay. not trivia. It's okay. just if the, if the song is on your bingo card, you mark it down. Oh, okay. But we encourage singing along. So it's along. not the letters bingo; it's the word, the song. Song. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah, so. like person bingo. Have you played person bingo? What's no. person bingo? The same thing. Like you put things on a card that you have to go find out about that person. Like we're oh. kind of playing oh. it right now. Yeah. Oh. And then you you, you <laughs> check off like it. when you get yeah like yeah. I met. Uh, bingo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got those events uh, pretty regularly. Do you have, uh, do you, I, since you have your background and, and the name of your business and, uh, you know, probably your your impetus for, for starting this, do you have churches and religious Bible studies, things like that, that go on there, or what do you do? Um, we've got no official Bible study or anything right. like that, but we do have uh, at least one or two book clubs that meet uh, periodically at the brewery. Um, We've done a few things in the past called uh, Theology on Tap, where we've had local pastors come in and, and just kind of given them a soapbox, talk whatever cool. about whatever they want to, you know, something that maybe they don't feel like they could in church or right. just something they've been studying that they find really interesting. Um, uh, so, yeah, we've had, like I said, we've done that. Um, How many types of beer do you have? We've got eight on tap what's your favorite the one that's empty <laughs> <laughs> uh but what's your really or the one in my glass um, uh, uh it would probably well like okay right let, now or overall uh let's do right now first and then overall uh right now i would probably lean towards our uh english brown ale 1420 english brown ale okay um yeah i just that's and overall Overall, it would be my award-winning. Um, it's a Belgian Golden Strong. Okay, so let's say I'm a I'm a new person. I don't really know beer that well. Um, you know, I like uh, a Bud Light after I mow the lawn. Um, <laughs> what and I walk into your store. What should I What should I order? What would be most appealing to my palate, which is not refined because of Bud Light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I would direct you either to our Loper Lager, which is an American lager. So it's not quite Bud Light. It'd be more along the lines of a Budweiser. Okay. Um, or the My Beloved Kolsch. Um, that's a, another light one. The Kolsch is kind of the, the ale version of a Pilsner. So it's, um, yeah, light, refreshing, good um, lawnmower beer. <laughs> when uh, do you find do you find that Carney has been receptive to you know you starting your brewery, you managing your business? Has Carney been receptive to all of that, and how so? Yeah, um, I would say so. I think um, you know with any business, it takes it a while to gain a footing in the community. But um, you know when we the night we opened, it was a packed house. Um, I think part of that was everybody was tired of COVID and just ready to be right. out and about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they chose to come to Upper Room and support us that night. Um, and, you know, we're, I would say we're kind of away from a lot of the scene, um, the other bar scenes in right. town. Right, you're not downtown, you're up on we're, 56. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not downtown, we're not down by the interstate. So, yeah, we're way up north, um, like you said, on 56. And so we've gotten a lot of uh community people in that area that come in from the apartments up there or just from the fountain hills district behind us or um whatever the one is north of 56 there with buffalo hills right um so you know pretty uh, neighborhood oriented uh bar i guess brewery at, at this point so i know we've had have you been called to 50 56 street cheers yet not yet. Yeah, I well, would think that as a, as a <laughs> wear that as a uh, badge of honor, though, if that happened. Well, good. That's great. Um, uh, anything else that you think about Carney that has been great for you, or any unique circumstance, or anything that maybe uh, your wife has found as a, a, a either a challenge or something that she really likes coming from Texas up here? Yeah, um, I think for her in particular, the hard part is, I think you had mentioned it earlier. Um, everybody kind of knows everybody you know mm -hmm. you go to the grocery store you see five people you know she's not really used to that right um especially when we first moved here um but now i think that's kind of grown on her um there's ways to avoid that but <laughs> <laughs> i think she's tried them all <laughs> oh, okay. 7 a.m at walmart you know, I'm thinking. Anyways, go ahead um and then you know just i guess it's not necessarily carney specifically but nebraska just the the weather that oh, we have, yeah. you know, mm. you know, in Texas, they say, you know, it, wait an hour and it'll change. Well, Nebraska, you can have within the same hour, all right. four seasons. Exactly. Right. Um, so that was, yeah, been a challenge, but I think, you know, she, we both like having the changes in season and just kind of that flow of, of time throughout the year. And, um, but yeah, I think Carney's yeah, been good to us. It's been a good place to call home. Um, our, Part of the reason we wanted to move back to a smaller community too was just the um, raising kids. I think in Kearney's been a, a good thing for us, and it's a big deal. Getting out a lot of different the, than Dallas. Yeah, 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 getting out of that metroplex and yeah. um, stuff that goes on there. So, well, yeah. I I wanted to thank you for doing what you do in Kearney because I think specifically when you opened, I remember coming down to the opening. Oh yeah, and thanks. Yeah, yeah, and getting I was still nervous about COVID at that time so I wasn't going to stay but I was able to take a growler home and we had beers at home and it made me feel like gosh I can 
I can start to socialize again. <laughs> I can feel yeah. feel sort of like normal. And and we came to your market a couple weekends oh, ago, which I was, wondered if that's where you got the earrings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I love her. She's yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. I own several Good. pairs. Um, but yes, so we've just we've really enjoyed having you a part of Carney, especially for people. I don't know. I guess I'm lumping you in my my age. I don't know if I know how old you are, John, but um, we Older don't want to go you. to the bar scene. Right. And so yeah. it's so nice to have an outlet that is where we can socialize and have a beverage in that mm-hmm. environment. So, I am I am old enough that if I go to Cunningham's on a certain night, I am the creepy old yeah. guy. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah. Like at 1030, it's like, whoops, yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> Look at the Not, time. Yep. <laughs> and that was that was intentional. Like, <laughs> Speaking of 21-year-olds, uh, we have a 21-year-old here. Uh, her name's Avery Streeter. Welcome, Avery. Hello. Avery, where are you from, Avery? I'm from Gothenburg, Hey, Nebraska. a Swede. So we got another type of Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> here. A little rival, though. Right. Did yeah. you grow up in Gothenburg? I did. Born and raised. Fantastic. So um, what do you do now, Avery? I go to uh, college at UNK. Okay. What um, are you studying? I'm going for, well, it's... A bachelor's in health science, but pre-physical therapy. Okay. Um, and then I have a minor in nutrition. What do you want to do with that? I'm not sure yet. There's a lot of different options. I originally came into this thinking strictly physical therapy, um, but coming to school has made me realize that there's so many other different options for me out there that base off of physical therapy that I could do within the same realm. Like what? I don't know. There's just like, there was one of them that caught my eye a long time ago. It was like uh, sports psychology because I originally was a, a psychology minor. And so that one caught my eye. Um, you could go like the dietitian route. Um, there's a lot of ways that I could go in like just the sports field in general between if you want to go athletic training, if you want to go like office work, or if you want to be hands-on, there's just... Did you listen to this guy, the Michael guy? <laughs> you exactly. need to do what Michael and did. So, Whatever you feel like you're calling right? us, that's what you need to do because you so, can... I feel like, I don't know, I feel parental right now that I, <laughs> I you, know, you really need to follow your heart. Right. I think that um, as long with everybody else, 2020 has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, for me, it's when like my health really mm. set in stone for myself. And so I've been on like the health basis from then on. So I've just been working on how to improve my health and how to help others improve theirs. Um, I've been trying to work on getting my personal training certification oh, to cool. start that up as well. But um working on getting my degree first and then we'll see where that takes us but so how far along are you um i'll be a senior in this in the fall okay and then so, you have to decide to grow yep. up so and then i i'll have to finally make the decision on what i want to do with wow. all the schooling that i put myself through but so you grew up in Gothenburg, and then you went down the road to Kearney. Did you go into any other schools, or was it Kearney first? Nope. I originally went to um, Southeast in okay. Beatrice. I was going to go there play softball just because um, that was the sport that I played. Oh, well, if they're offering you. I mean, yeah. if you can go play softball, you're mm-hmm. going to do that. Yeah. I um, did softball all throughout my pretty much high school, um, and so that's where I was originally going to go. And then it ended up just being too far from home. Um, I just, it didn't click with me like I wanted it to. And so after the first semester, I moved back over here and that was my, this is my first semester here. And so it would have been spring of 21. Okay. And when I moved here. Okay. And so, um, Gothenburg came back here. Do you like Carney? Yes. Uh, Earlier you promised that you loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you love about Carney? What do you like it? I just, um, it took me a while to get used to it. It was kind of like, um, to me like the perfect like in between it wasn't too big wasn't too small 
Um, I will say it did take me a while to adjust just to um, just driving around because I got the burger. There's no stoplights. We have stop signs and um, you're right. So no wait. There's a stoplight. There's a stoplight. Isn't that like on the main as you come in? The, the Runza. <laughs> Gothenburg does not have one stoplight. Nope. What? Oh. Yeah, we got to take a road trip. Okay. I know. We well, got a road. It's so right. crazy. They're all stop signs. So okay. So yep. the, the, so getting used to stoplights. Just like the stoplights, <laughs> the more than one lane traffic, the just the busyness of it. It's a lot busier than Gothenburg. I, at least I felt like when I moved here. But still safe, um, maybe. Yes. Yeah. It, it didn't take me as long to adjust as it did when I moved over to Beatrice. Okay. Um, but I like it here a lot. Actually, my fiance just moved here. Wonderful. Um, and so we're all kind of just readjusting again. But um, it's not. I love it. It's okay. really good. Cool. So, do you plan on staying? Mm-hmm. Well, as I hope far you as do. I know, so. Well, I hope everybody stays around because we're going to have a little break here real quick. And then we're going to get to talk to our next person here in a minute. Sounds good. Hey, thank you. That's the incomparable Henry Mancini. Um, oh. I, I just love a little it. Dance. It is. It's great. And they uh, recorded it in mono. So if you're listening to this uh, on a headphones, part of your right brain is going to do something that your left brain isn't doing, uh, which they don't do anymore. And they also uh, oh, compress right. everything. And they make music sound like it's through a straw. Tell us how you really feel, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hey, we got uh, Dylan Nelson. You're here, right? I am hey, sitting in this chair. You're sitting in the chair. That's fantastic. Uh, are you? You're physically present. We've established mm-hmm. that. Are you? Are you? You're. You're completely here. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, and you love. Part, yeah. You love Carney. Where did you grow up, Dylan? I actually am originally from Burwell, Nebraska. Burwell. Where's Burwell? Yes. I. It's up north. Yep. Yeah. So it's about an hour and, well, I guess, 30 minutes north here. It's You know where the Calamus Lake is, or have you ever heard of the Calamus? I've been to the Calamus, yes. We're going Burwell. this weekend. Yeah, Burwell. Oh, wow. Right, yeah, Burwell is the little town right next to the Calamus. So you grew up in Burwell. Mm-hmm. They have a rodeo. Yes, Nebraska's big rodeo. Mm-hmm. And did you ever go to the rodeo? It was a tradition for our family, actually. So actually, it kind of broke my heart. A few years ago when I was like in college and I was doing a whole bunch of like theater stuff, I had the opportunity to do a professional summertime theater, um, which we call summer stock. And I wasn't able to go because our performances lined up at the same time as rodeo. So it was the first. You yeah. chose rodeo over theater? No, I chose the theater over oh, rodeo at the time. So that was. Yeah. They, they make a bunch of rodeos. Yeah. The theater's only one. Yeah. So, but it's cool. Okay, so you grew up in Burwell, born mm-hmm. and raised? Yep. Graduated? Well, I was born in Ord because we, Burwell didn't have a hospital at the time. So Okay. Um, brothers, sisters? Yep, I have a brother and a sister. I'm the oldest of three. Um, my brother just got married, and my sister has, um, has been married for about three years, I think. Don't kill me, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a niece and a nephew. So. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do they live? In the middle of literally nowhere. 
Uh, over so by Burwell? St- no, actually farther, <laughs> farther. Just take a little step behind. Um, actually, they live over by Stapleton, but they like they have. Okay. A, um, but they're like in. Her husband's a rancher, so he does a lot of like work out in the country. So they literally have to have a special box to be able to have like any kind of internet or cell phone reception or anything. Okay, so, help me understand uh, Western Nebraska geography, um, Brett. I was like, do you ne- have you never been out west? I have, of course. I'm from Oklahoma. Okay, okay. Um, oh, but yeah. Stapleton is north of North Platte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then yeah. Mullen, right? Yep. Yeah. There, but they're like out in like the boonies. Like okay, they're little the, in the literally in the hills. But isn't that where they have the big fancy golf course? No, that's no. up. That's up more. That's Valentine area. That's uh-huh. up north. No, and no, then no, there's no, oh, no. then there's the other one. Yeah, there is the other one. You fly to North Platte. There's two. There's two fancy golf. No, but this is like the super elite presidents come in and fly into one. Yeah, but we're not. I don't know whether we're not supposed to talk about. It's outside of Mullen. No, sounds like some kind of state secret when we're talking about a golf course. But (laughs) yeah, it's out there. It's Area Fifty One. Why can't I think of it? The Prairie Club. The Prairie Club. Isn't that what it's called? Maybe. I I don't know. I'm not a member. We can call it the Prairie Club. I don't golf. We We can call it whatever we want. I think it's the Prairie Club. So Dylan, you're in. You're in Burwell, and you're born in Ord. Mm-hmm. You have a, a brother and a sister who are mm-hmm. younger than you. You're the oldest. Do mm-hmm. you feel like you're an oldest type personality? Do, do you like things in order? Uh, do you feel like <laughs> an achiever? Do you do 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 you, you represent just, yourself as a firstborn? Well, you just said do do, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think that answers your question there. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> um, Excellent. Growing up, my we kind of had a, a we had a really I'm. I had I have awesome parents, um, but like my parents, we also kind of went through a different thing during our life. Is my dad was going through non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm. so um, but my parents were really good about su- supplying everything for us. Um, but the cool thing was is they really tried to make it so that it never really affected us. But as a kid, my mom was going back to school when I got to high school, and then my dad was also trying to do work and everything. So I had to kind of grow up really fast because I was yeah. taking care of my brother and sister. Um, so, so your mom was going to school while you were going to school. She went back to school because she went and she wanted to go back and be a nurse. So okay. at the time, she we we had our own business. We had Nelson Sand and Gravel, which supplied a lot, of, like which ran in fact was supplied. I did not know this until the other day that my grandpa actually donated a lot of the gravel for the Calmus Lake Dam. Oh so wow! I didn't know that until the other day. Um, it's your dam. <laughs> we damn. Could, we could, yeah, uh, damn. Thank you. I was waiting for. I was like, can I say that? Yes, <laughs> it's still PG. Um, PG. Um, but the thing is, so yeah, it was kind of cool. But like, um, so I at, at times, I, I one of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite TV shows, which is from Doctor Who, and it's the Fourth Doctor, and he says, um, "What's the point in growing up if you can act childish sometimes?" Mm. So I just kind of like always like I try to have fun with it. Um, I try to encompass that just in general life, um, and just kind of let me go down paths of passions, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, one of them being the theater and one of them being the rodeo as established. Mm, so yes. uh, you graduated from Burwell. Where'd you go to school? I went to um, college here at UNK. Okay. So you come to Kearney. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first time you came to Kearney like? Did you like it? Or had you been there before because you lived in Burwell or what was that Yeah. Like? So Burwell doesn't have, at the time, we didn't have Dollar General or we only had grocery stores. We didn't have anything else. So when we had to go school shopping or anything like that, we either went to Grand Island or Kearney. And mm-hmm. we did, the nice thing that was kind of cool is that the distance is the same between. So we, it takes the same amount of time to get to Kearney or Grand Island from Burwell. Um, and I always liked Kearney's, like, we, we did the tour, but I always liked Carney's theater department or like just in general Carney's campus because I didn't want something that was going to be completely overwhelming in size. I wanted something that was a little bit more, um, I don't know, I guess, what what's the best word to say? Like Cozy. Yeah. Something that's more like small town feel. Yeah. And UNK's campus kind of feels like that small town feel, like where it's a little bit more, you get to, you walk up, like, I know, you walk down the, like, the, like, the sidewalk and you're like, oh, hi, like, you know someone. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like that's something that just kind of was like important to me. And plus, at the same time, like I wanted to kind of be near my family just in case anything happened too. So, sure. And yeah. and um, so, what year is this, Dylan? I'm 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 having a difficult time figuring out your age. I have a range in my head. Everyone says that. Is, <laughs> so okay. So actually, this on that same topic is yes. I just I was just invited to go back and I was. I just finished the show, but I was invited to go back to UNK and be in a show called Lucky Stiff. Okay. And I was talking with the cast afterwards and the, and um, <laughs> how so, after some way, they're like, oh, you're really not that old. I go, well, how old do you guys think I am? Mm, I think dangerous I question. Oh, huh? yeah. wait, I think Avery, I know. Do you, do you say Avery knows? Do you want to say it? Do you okay. want me to? Go for it. Is it 32? Almost. 33. Okay. okay. I'm 33, but everyone in the cast thought I was 26. It's a, you could pass. Yeah. You know what? It's fine. I'll take it. I would card you. Yeah. And you know what? I still get carded to this day. And then they see the 19. I'm like, mm. yes. <laughs> yes. You're, 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 you're old enough. Yeah. Never mind. Enough. Yep. You're old enough. But yeah. So that's one. Okay. So you went to UNK. What did you major in? I have a um, acting performance. So a theater degree um, with a dance minor. Um, and it was just kind of some, like I had started off with being a music business major and I just found that music doesn't process in my head the same way that the professors were teaching it or how they were trying, like I just couldn't visualize or understand how it was. Because mm. the one thing that confused me is one of the professors in the very first set of music theory said two plus two equals five. And my brain that was That is like, confusing. And my brain was like, what? Yeah. I go, I've been taught differently. <laughs> but, like, um, but then also the other thing that was kind of hard for me is that we would go through assi- assignments and they would always tell you like, Hey, so make this composition exactly how you want it, and then they turn around and say, "Oh, sorry, all this is wrong." Mm. But I just wanted to do it. So you way. found that frustrating. Yeah. So then, um, but I, at the same time, I was walking down the hallway to go do some of my, my music homework, and one of my friends, her name was Jillian. Her name is Jillian Cordy now. Um, she grabbed me. She was like, "Hey, guess what? You're auditioning for a musical." I go, "What?" She was like, "Yeah, come on." So she just <laughs> grabbed my stuff and shoved me into the into the recital hall. That's out of a movie. It was it was cool. Um, but the same thing actually happened with this recently musical, which was kind of weird. But um, I then got my very first role, which was in Oklahoma at the time. Which so who was, were you in Oklahoma? My name was Ike Skidmore, so I was just one of the back people. Oh, there. fantastic! Oklahoma is one of my favorites. It was fun. It was it great was, songs. It was the the set was beautiful, and I think the those people that were in that show kind of helped kind of set a precedent into my life about what I wanted. Um, so then when I recently went back for Lucky Stiff, that was the cool thing is that I got to carry on some of the traditions I learned from them to mm-hmm. a younger generation. So it's cool. wonderful. So you did that in college and then uh, did you stay in Kearney after you graduated? Yep. So actually in 2014, um, I got a call from the YMCA and it was from a Maria Gregg at the time. Um, ironically, I never put in an application to the Y. So How like, did they know about you? Did you go there? And <laughs> I was run? a member of the Y. Oh, okay. Like, and I had been talking to Cindy Mangles. And they have all the members in a, in a bucket, and when they need Obviously, employees, yeah. they just pick yep. one? <laughs> yep, we're just going to cover our eyes and we're just pull out. We're up next. Yep. Um, Cindy Mangles at the time, she was she was working there, and she still denies this to this point, but I never fill out the application. Oh, wow. But like, um, Are I, you legally employed? Yes. <laughs> well, now I am, but like, I hope so for 10 years. Yeah, but, I know. Um, but um, I found out that like I she they called me and I was back home in Burl. They're like, hey, do you want? We heard that you were looking for a job. Do you want a job? I'm like, sure, uh, that's fine. So I just kind of had been working there, and then, then roughly about 2015, I was about to graduate. One of my bosses had left, and Cindy's like, well, do you want to take that position? Hmm. I'm like, sure. Um, and ever then, since then, it's just I just kind of been like kind of working like working there, just kind of getting different positions and kind of growing up with that side and. Then Cindy retired in 2020, um, and it, she's like, well, guess what? It's all yours. Oh, wow. 
So I took over membership. And I hope it was more formal than that. Well, she told me about two years before she was going to retire. But then the funny thing is, since Cindy, if you're listening, I'm going to tell you this right now, too. She told me, she's like, well, here's my retirement date. And then about two weeks, well, but here's my retirement date. And then she's like, tell me, but here's my retirement date. Like it would keep going out? No, or it kept coming closer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then and then there was this one, I think it was a board meeting. Well, guess what? Cindy's going to be retiring on this. I'm like, and I'm like, that wasn't the date you told me. <laughs> it was like, so what was Cindy's title? What did she do there? She was the exec, um, associate executive director. So she was right underneath the CEO. And we don't currently have an associate executive director. So, um, But the thing is, is like I took a lot of her responsibilities from Mar- okay. that stuff. So and what's your, what's your title at the Y now? I am membership and marketing director. So you manage the members and you market the people. I get to make fun pictures and I get to talk to people. <laughs> That's like all the cool pictures and designs yeah. that everybody gets to see on posters. Yeah. Can I can I make a request? Sure. That we don't have our old photos for our membership IDs anymore. Mine got processed and it's from like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh. I'm you like, can always request for a new one. You can? Oh, okay. oh yeah. You just have to just, tell us. I look really good oh. in mine, though. Otherwise, oh, we I just do, really... <laughs> I do not. Otherwise, like we this. really love those pictures. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. That's... Yeah. No. Um, okay. But yeah, so that's been... Okay, so you're at the uh, you're at the Y. You're dealing with the mm-hmm. marketing and everything like that. Tell me about the Y. What's good about working <laughs> at the Y? And we... we Let's let's be specific. Yeah. Uh, there's a song about this. The... Uh, the, I'll see if I can remember the title, but it's YMCA by a you, group called the Village People. You almost misspelled it. I did almost. Oh man! Uh, so it's uh, the YMCA and it's Young Men's Christians Association, mm-hmm. which is kind of an outdated term, right? Yeah. So it's interesting because a lot of people also don't realize that there's also a YWCA. Well, because, because there's not one in Kearney right, or anywhere. There's, a, there's, Lincoln, one, in, there's one in Grand Island, actually. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. So um, the YMCA was founded back in, that I've double checked the date, Thank 1844. You. <laughs> 1844? Um, 1844. Like uh, after Civil War? A yeah, couple it was, yeah, it was back in London. So it was actually during the Industrial Revolution period, if I remember correctly on that one, where there was a lot of young men that were on the streets and they really wanted to get, there, there was 13 volunteers that wanted to come back and say, you know what, these people need help. They need to get off the streets, that this is not good. We want to provide a mentorship for them. And so 18 or 13 volunteers came together and they put their own money into build, establishing this organization. Wow. Um, which was all, at the time was called Young Men's Christian Association. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of ever since has evolved. And I love history in general. So I've like looked into the entire like background of what it has, has done. And it's cool because if you look through history, it's the YMCA has had a part in one, a major shifts in history to a degree. Um, it's kind of shifted itself also to kind of exist because I mean that's over 178 years long wow. of existence. The United States is a little bit like younger obviously because it's been different there. Right. But one of like the most predominant things I think that is really awesome is and this is a fact that sticks out in my head is that there was a, like there's an individual who at the time it was during this, the slavery period mm-hmm. in America and he was the first thing he wanted to do was he bought his own his freedom and he bought a wine. He he um, built a YMCA. Wow! And he wanted it for people of his like of color to be able to have their own place to go, to be able to have a safe space. And, and that's what he identified with safe spaces and uh, yeah, place and, to go. And another wow. one was an individual. It was during um, during the Pearl, it was like the Pearl Harbor time. He was all like at the time. Unfortunately, a lot of people were put into like camps. To right. Be, and mm-hmm. he was there, but he really wanted to give hope to some of the kids. So he established um, without permission a YMCA. And then as soon as the walls went down, the YMCA came in lines and lines and lines of trucks all helped him build a building. Wow. So it's just been cool because like, I think that's what kind of made me fall in love with the Y is because 
Burwell's always been small and my parents have raised me to always want to be able to help people and be there. And that's also why I fell in love with theater was because I wanted to pull people out of their normal day, their normal day and let them enjoy someone else's day where you don't think about your personal life. You think about what this person's doing and we're not going to spill that. Um, but like you get to enjoy these characters and you, th- you forget about what's happening at home. Yeah. And, um, I love that it's the same kind of like premises can still be established at the Y too. Um, switching gears. Yeah. Do you feel like, are you still involved in theater? So like I said, I was just, um, I had the very fortunate um, invitation to be able to come back and be a part of UNK's last musical for this last season, which was Lucky Stiff. Um, it was probably one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had. Um, I was intimidated. I'm getting a big vibe that you love it, Dylan. To a degree. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because this is what's it was a weird mental shift for me okay um when i retire or not when i retire when i retire <laughs> is it going to be next week or are you going to keep moving <laughs> when up? when i graduated um in 2015 my perception of what theater could be shifted um and it wasn't just theater being performance it was theater being a helpful like healing factor mm. if that makes sense yeah um and so i actually went to denny plachik t- at the time who was our ceo i said we need to do something because i look i'm not a sports person i'm not sportical yeah i'm not going to be able to play a ball and be coordinated but there are pro- pl- probably plenty of kids who want to do theater or acting or music and so um kind of in the years works roughly up to about 2019 um we kind of were just having this conversation what would it look like with the, what would this be and um Peg Sinnard was about to retire at the time from her, her job, and we are the only YMCA in the state of Nebraska, and I think close to the Midwest, that has a creative arts department. Wow. So um, I found that my passion for theater and stuff and like those performances can help heal people in a different way than just being on a stage. It, because being on stage is healing for me and also those people who get to come to it, and it's very it's very ther- ther- therapeutic, and that's fun. But watching a kid sit there and find like that niche where they're like, I don't have to throw a ball to be good. I can act like I can throw a ball, right? But I, I can, I can find something else that's going to help me, and that's. I think that's why I love it is because it's more about the person and what you can do together. Because a production can't go on without a person, right? Your jobs can't do it go on without a person. Football can't go on without a person. So it's just it's about the person, which I love. So there's a lot going on at the Y uh, mm-hmm. right now, and usually we don't talk about time here, but I think we have to. Um, you got a big project going on. Yeah. Um, actually, I just showed this over to Avery the other day, is um, we're adding on a 30,000 square feet foot um, ad- addition. To That's building. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And Huge. It, like, yeah. It's going to be so great. I don't think people <laughs> yeah. understand how big this is going to be. Um, it's bigger on the inside. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. like, I'm not, like, I love saying that because I get to say it. Yeah. But, like, if you drive by, it's one. But when you walk in, it's an entirely different it's thing. It's like this whole, like, maze of, like, you're just walking in, like, all this to look at. And it's not even done yet. And so. When is it going to be done? Which well, I understand is in flux. Yeah. Um, overall, the overall project is supposed to be done in September. That's upstairs and downstairs. So that's like basically because we're remodeling upstairs and then downstairs the expansion. Um, we have a, a couple of roadblocks like with the concrete we're trying to figure out right now because there's some situations with that one, um, which I don't know a lot about. I just know that there's some things happening with that. But um, we were just told yesterday that within three weeks I might be able to move into an office and not be in a racquetball court. So. <laughs> He's leaving the suite. That's, yeah. That's the suite a big deal. Court. Yeah, we call it the executive suite because we wanted to make it at least fun. So, like, and it, it, I can tell you right now, it's been wonderful being with everyone. But I want a door. 
<laughs> doors are important uh, when you're doing what you're doing. So what do you think the why uh, benefits from Carney and what does Carney do to help the why and why is that a good thing? So, I mean, we've all kind of talked about COVID in general in some form of capacity. It was a big deal, Dylan. Right, right. <laughs> but like in this and like in this room so far today, we've even mentioned it how many times. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but the thing is, is that when we closed, when we talk about people, what is the YMCA? It's all about people. And I remember when Denny called me and said, hey, guess what? We have to close. And he's like, we're still going to meet tomorrow and kind of put together a plan. I, I sat down on my couch and I cried. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was like, what does this mean for my life? Yeah, like, it was very, it's, it was uprooting, but um, that building was not, it's not meant to be quiet. Yeah, and it was the scariest feeling to ever walk through there. And we're, we, some of us were still working, but um, it gave us a different perspective of people, because I think for the longest time the Y had focused on what financially things could grow. And that was no person's specific right. take. It was just, it became a business, which it's it's a business, but it's supposed to be a cause. Yeah. And um, I remember one meeting specifically, one person turned, um, one person in the meeting, I can't remember who it was though, that they said, okay, what are we about here? Like, what's our main purpose? Like, what's our cause? And it kind of took a shift for the rest of us to say, okay, well, guess what? When we open, when we actually get to have the people walking in these doors again, that's what this is about. This is about these people. What can we start doing to make these changes? Obviously, we're going to try to do these other things to make it grow for people. And um, and that's a local shift. It's not yes. It's not the big why coming down and say say people no, more. No. It, it, it's it's you guys in a room going. Uh, we're really mission drifting here. We yeah. are forgetting about the people. Yeah. And and just reorganizing around that. Is that what you yeah. feel? Yeah. It was a cool. It was it was cool. Um, it was very wholesome in that moment because like I, th- I think we all started like reconnecting with not only our like our, our own personal goals of why we were there like our people and like what we wanted to do but we started connecting with our members and our people more um i remember one time when during that closure some person wa- um, a lady walked in she and we no one was open at that time right and she goes um i would like to start a membership and i literally walk out, <laughs> my, I literally walk out of my office i'm like um are you sure <laughs> do you know what's going on right now but um, but you took her money. No, I'm just no. <laughs> I said come back, come back when we reopen. But no, I think that's the cool thing is is that the why has shifted over to that side of people, and during that time we called all of our members. Mm. We called every single one of our members to say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Hey, we understand that we're in this closure. Would you be willing to donate your money over to help us kind of still function? Because that would help us give us a lifeline. If not, we understand. We just want to make sure that we're checking in. Um, we also found out a lot of our senior members, 65 or older, were alone. Mm. And we, I, we, I had some of my staff that were making those phone calls that were like having those people also being emotional on the phone with them. Yeah. And so it made us reconnect with Carney as a group because Carney supported us. And we realized that we can't be here without Carney. And our, t- our name is Carney Family YMCA. And we really need to go back and turn around and say, this is not just an organization. This is not just a cause. This is a place for people. And Carney is our place. So we belong in a place. I can tell you that um, only being there a year and a half, um, the YMCA is a family that you didn't know you needed. Um, when I first started, <laughs> I know, I kind of got a little teary. I know. Um, when I first started, I was nervous, but like it was a good nervous. Um, I remember my I, when I walked in for the interview and I felt like I was supposed to be there. Like I didn't feel like I wasn't supposed to not get the job. And plus, everybody there made me feel like I was already supposed to be there before I even got offered the job. 
And so that's when I knew that that's where I was supposed to work is because I already felt like a part of the family before I was. And so now that I've been there for a year, it's almost like I've been there the entire time. And so I will say for only being here for that long that um, it has made a huge difference on my life, just living in Kearney in general, between getting to know people, between getting to understand just the way everybody else lives outside of the world. Um, it also just teaches you that there are other people out there that not only care about you, but that you can care about too. And so it's just a... Avery, um, this is me being parental again, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that gut feeling that you had, you need to trust that. Right. <laughs> L- exactly. L- live with that. When you when you feel someplace, because not every job is like no. that. And, and some jobs are jobs and some jobs are callings. Uh, and some jobs are, are bigger than ourselves. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's I think, great that you realize that. Well, well, let me ask, what was your job right before the Y? Um, well, I, w- I worked at Buckle for a little okay. bit. Um, but when I was back at home, I was actually um, at Runza. That, oh. So, the, um, the famous Gothenburg Right, Runza. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where there is not a right. stop line. No stop no. Line at all. No, my fiance was actually the um, general manager there for the last two years. Oh, but, cool. Um, yeah. I, they do good jobs. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. No, working at the Y has made living in Kearney um, not only easier, but um, better. And so anybody interested in um, getting a membership, I highly recommend. Hey, that was your <laughs> <But> plug. <laughs> that was good. I did not pay her for that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, of, I believe Dylan is your uh, direct supervisor? One of them. Okay. He's like my boss, boss's boss. boss. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're in a... In a, in a situation here where you can ask your boss's boss anything and you you have cover because you're on you're on a podcast yeah. and, and you're asking and we previously said you can ask about anything so is there any question you want to know about dylan honestly i don't think so me and him actually <laughs> got off to a really good start when i first working like when i first started working there um he really didn't hold back like trying to make me feel comfortable which is why i think one of the reasons um, i connected so well was because he made me get out there like Mm. he made me talk he made me do stuff um like he talked to me like he knew me the moment i walked in the door and so that's when i was like that's also rare right and so um they all like he was like joking with me already and so i had to like i had to sit there and ask myself is he being serious is he joking (laughs) (laughs) but no is this a test right no he had to he could let me know a few times he goes i am a little sarcastic sometimes or he goes i like to play a little a few jokes but no um he's been great i I will say that um, this is probably one of the best experiences I've had um, this soon into a job that I've started so fresh. Um, but That's wonderful. Okay. Now, uh, we used to play a game. We're not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to ask one uh, question, go around the room uh, we're gonna, as we wrap things up here. And I just, this is what I'm all about trying to figure out. And this is what I think uh, interviewing everybody, you know, trying to see what this is like. And, and Brett, I think you'll agree with me when we do this. This is what we want to know is, uh, Michael, what makes Carney great? Can you come back to me? Yes. <laughs> Avery? Don't, don't pass us. Uh, <laughs> Avery, what makes Carney great? The people. The people. That's a, a very good answer. Uh, what about the people makes Carney great? Well, now I can't pass because he just passed. <laughs> um, Avery, you can answer I just, that. Everybody's so nice. Like, they're just so kind. And um, I. that's one thing about working at the Y is that made me seen is that people, there's still good people out there. Um, I know that there's some ups and downs with this world right now, but working there has shown me that there are still 
good people out there and we can have good people all the time. We just have to look for it. Amen to that. Okay, Dylan. Oh, wait, Michael's got his hand up. Michael, <laughs> yes. um, uh, what I, makes Kearney great? I uh, thought of something, but I think you're right in that the people um, make Kearney great, but taking it maybe one step further or just in a little different direction too is I think the opportunities in Kearney mm-hmm. um, that you may not find anywhere else in the state or the country. You know, it's just going back to that small town feel, but with big um, opportunities. You know, there's um, – a lot of business growth here in Kearney. Um, there's, you know, the two hospitals, the, the university, the arts. Yeah. Um, Is it easier to start a business here maybe than in Dallas? I I would think so. Yeah. Um, I think just, yeah, you, you still have that community uh, support. So opening the brewery, like I said, we had all those people show up that first night. I, I don't know if we would have had that had we been in Dallas. Right. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I think just kind of that that opportunity of um everybody being open to the yes. opportunity of of new things too right yeah yeah, yeah. and it's true i like like i like the communities um like not respect what's the word i'm looking for the appreciation appreciation but the um support the community gives is true support mm. like sincere. compared to yes sincere compared to like not saying that big places aren't supportive but when you have that small community, that support, I think, is what feeds just a little bit more. Because we're small enough yet big enough, you can still have that yes. connection uh, with yes. people. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and, and yeah. So you're right. connected. I know yep. people. You meet new people every yeah. day, but you also you know people. that you, like, you see people you know every day, too. The supermarket. Right. There we go. <laughs> Dylan, what makes Kearney great? Um, I guess I kind of want to tag into like what they're saying, but it's also like it's a sense of hope and like encouragement. Because I mean, the thing is, is that like I look at all the experiences I've had in living in Kearney since I started college and then graduated and now I'm working in this job is I look at Kearney has always had some like bright like picture of, hey, we can we can still make it through. We're going to we're going to keep doing this. We're going to help this other. We're going to help our neighbor that needs this. This person's needing like the child is going through some kind of illness. We want to help them or this person and just had surgery. Like it's a sense of hope of wanting to like in it, like kind of what you said earlier, um, it reminds you that there's good people in the world mm. and Carney is full of them. They're your left and your right people, which is so cool. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is that like, it just gives you a sense of hope. Just, I think that most often we just don't, we take for granted and Carney is just full of it. Let's, let's think of another ending besides Carney's full of it. Full of hope. <laughs> Carney's full of hope. Carney's, Carney's full, of full of hope. I like that. That's much better. That's, okay. that's my, that, 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 and Brett yeah. will investigate the year later. Did, uh, how's everything going? This was the first episode with you. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting and listening mostly and, and learning. And yeah, I'm looking forward to be able to do this and really get to know the community even more. And that's the cool part about this is you're getting to really learn too. So we I'm all get to it. learn. And then we I'm share it with it. the world uh, and, and, you know, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for yeah, being here. Thank you, uh, Dylan. Thank you for being here, Avery. Follow that heart. Right. <laughs> do what you need to do. Brett, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, this is Carney Pie. I'm John Brandt. I'm Brett Ends. And this is a Hee Hee Do It production on a beautiful June. Oh wait, time doesn't exist. Uh, midsummer, <laughs> early midsummer. The sun is shining. Go out and do something great. Go out and say hi to some 
people you don't know. Go have a beer. Go grab a brew and go, go mow the lawn. Yes. Go yes. run a mile a on a treadmill a in a beautiful beer. new edition. A good, a good beer. beer. And then go have great a good beer. beer. That's better beer. than Bud Light. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. Thank you. Have a great week. <laughs> or have a great time, everybody. We'll see you next time.